0: A View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 22nd of October 2019. My name is Patrick Smith. Well, if you're listening to us in your car, walking along the street, and you're bored of all this Brexit stuff, well, the Belfast Giants left Europe weeks ago, so we don't have to even deal with that. We're back on to domestic business here, and the Belfast Giants had, well, Green shoots—a bit of a, a bit of a stumble early on, but there are green shoots of progress after a series of disappointing results. Two games against the Manchester Storm to chat about in quick succession. Uh, we'll also hear from Ben Lake and Adam Keefe before looking ahead to this weekend's games against Dundee and the Manchester Storm away in Aldrich. And Was. As tends to happen, I'll say it right now, we're hoping this will be a quick enough show because uh, that's what I think we all want tonight, to certain personal things we want to get on with, but uh, Mr. McGimsey, how are you? I'm dying, mate. Yeah. I'm, I'm not as sick as you, I'm just very tired.
1: <laughs> like a- 15 hour day already and we're just starting to record this nonsense so as you say let's make her snappy.
0: that's it The thing i've not been well for a few days you've been on the road for a long long day mr neil i hope you're uh fit and healthy for this uh well i don't know about fit but i'm doing okay uh
2: the uh, let's face it the new york yankees are dead oh, for... uh, it's a fantastic day it's a new era for northern ireland a new dawn i couldn't be happier mate. <laughs> I
1: don't even know. Oh, baby. Unbelievable, this guy.
0: It was a rough weekend of sport, the way it was going. Thank goodness that Liverpool have salvaged something from Old Trafford and the Belfast Giants took a win, because otherwise it was looking like an absolutely horrible weekend for me, sports-wise. But... That's besides the point. Boys, let's get stuck in to talk about these two games against the Manchester Storm. The Storm came in to the SSE Arena on Saturday and Sunday, as I normally do with double headers like this. I'll give you all the stats at once and we'll talk about the games. The game on Saturday, the Storm came in on the back of five league defeats in a row. And unfortunately for the Giants, walked away with a 4-3 shootout victory. Uh, Goals for the Giants. Bobby Farnham scored in the early stages, a shorthanded goal on an assist from Dupree. Uh, Brian Ward scored a power play goal early in the second period and Ben Lake scored in the third period. With regards to the Storm, Lane Ulmer uh, in the first period, Finley Ulrich and Raymond Gruel scored in quick succession in the second period that's seen the end of Shane Owen's weekend, I guess. Uh, That brought things fire. The 3-3 and in the shootout, overtime couldn't separate them, but in the shootout, Tyson Fawcett is credited with the game winning goal in the shootout. Um, Goalkeepers, as I said, Shane Owen started the game for the Belfast Giants, played 27 minutes 10 saves, 3 goals against. Uh, Stephen Murphy stepped in for the final 37 minutes of the game and that was 13 saves against, no goals against. At the other side, Matt Ginn, 42 saves, 3 goals against. And your referees that night were Dean Smith and Blake Copeland as they were for the whole weekend. We move on quickly on to Sunday and the Belfast Giants were able to gain revenge with a 3-1 victory. In regulation, their first victory in six or seven games. I'm sure Mr. majempsey will correct us when we get to chat about it. Matt Pelich, Jordan Smotherman, and a second from Smotherman in the empty net for the three for the Giants. The other side, Zach Sullivan, with a hit from the the edge of the slot, was the one for the Storm. In net, Stephen Murphy started 21 saves, one goal against the other side. Matt Ginn, 41 saves, two goals against Blake Copeland. Dean Smith, your referees, once more um let's get into these games uh, and all the things surrounding them david um i think in that first period of that first game we saw what we witnessed the last few weeks from the belfast giants a lot of pressure a lot of possession not much final product
1: yeah <clears throat> excuse me i think you're probably right that first that that, that early goal for the giants sort of it took a little bit of the pressure off the crowd and stuff, and I thought we were going to maybe kick on from there. But as you say, it didn't work out that way. And obviously, then you know they've they've gone in the in the three one leading. Or well, sorry, we went back. See, they, they drew equal, well, and then we went two one up, and then it's yep. two each three two. Yeah, yep. and then we, we pulled back later on. Um, I think it's the old adage, you know. You, you win as a team, you lose as a goalie, and, and on, unfortunate for Sheehan Owen on the weekend there. You know he's ended up having an early night. He's conceded three goals off ten shots, and I think to be honest, and, and I think this is only an assessment on someone who watches the game. I don't even pretend that that I could stop one shot, let alone you know many shots. I think he'll, he'd he'd like to have a look at all three again. Um, maybe wasn't perhaps expecting Gary to get stripped of the puck in the first one where he wasn't quite set on it. Gets beat short side in the second one, and then the third one, he, he just he can't see. There's a lot of traffic in front, and the shots came in from the point, and he's still looking elsewhere. And then, you know, keeper is a signal that's that's enough for tonight. And is that uh, was uh, that the correct call? I think when you've, you've you've shelled two goals in in sort of thirty seconds, and and your team's already under the pump, it's one of those where, and, and as I say, it's very very harsh because people forget that. You know, we put 78 shots on, on goal, for example, and we didn't win comfortably. But that's when when you're tight in front of the net and you're not scoring enough, you really need your goalie to bail, bail you out. And unfortunately for for Shane Owen, on Saturday night, he just didn't quite get the saves at the times we needed them. You know, I think they've have, they've have had 19 shots, 10 against Shane Owen and, and, and You know, if you want to do the statistics where goalie's kind of in the 90% in the, in the low 90s, you know, yeah. they have 19 shots at us we shouldn't really concede more than two. We have 42 shots. We should really score four, you know, and it should be a comfortable enough home win. When you're not scoring those goals, you need somebody to bail you out. You need a player to come up with a big goal. You need somebody to come up with five big blocks. You need your goaltender to be your best player. And unfortunately, just all those things combined just didn't happen. And, you know, Simon talked about it plenty last night. We have to look at the group. This is not down to Shane Owen. It's down to a combination, a collective of we're not scoring enough, we're not defending well enough, we're not, and we're conceding maybe a few softer goals than we would want to. So, you know, overall, to get it to the you know a home point against the uh, the storm isn't a great result. That's not beat about the bush there. You know they're down near the bottom of the league. We should be putting them away. But as you put it earlier on, we'll come on to the next
0: game. Green shoots of recovery, perhaps. Just sticking with that, sticking with that first game, and you know we we are holding our own, keeping our keeping our head above the water. But those those two goals, I think it comes back to it in a big way. Those two goals were were a real killer blow.
2: Yeah, like I don't know that I've heard a uh, stunned silence quite like it in the SSE for some time. You know, you, you asked Davey there if, if Owen out and Murphy in was the right call. Um, I think the right call can be judged based on the results of the weekend looking back. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a slight on Shane Owen. You know, he's been playing a lot of hockey. They're back from the CHL. They've had to tie up the, the Challenge Cup group games. Um, but I mean, I think the thing that struck people, uh, not whether it was the right or wrong call, but just because it was very uncharacteristic, it's not a Giants' move to make a goalie pull so early in the game, you know, despite two quick goals in 30 seconds. Um, and, and I mean, the confusion reigned whenever it happened. You know, some people thought that maybe uh, Shane Owen had indicated to the bench that something wasn't right. He wasn't feeling himself. Um, but Adam Keefe confirmed Sunday night that it did, in fact, come from the bench. You know, uh, I think it's it's fairly public knowledge because it was pretty visible and audible that Shane Owen was, was hot when he came off you know he um I think he took a, f- a few swings with the stick down the tunnel and but that's a pro athlete you know it's his job and and, and you've seen in, in those behind the scenes videos that Neil Whiteside and Johnny and all do the the, the, the preparation that goes into starting a game for the Giants you see him you know juggling balls against the wall and all of the kind of stretching and whatever else so to get to that stage and then to get pulled so early of course he's going to be lit up of course he's going to be frustrated um so as I say, uncharacteristic. Um, but you know, with what's going on right now, maybe what we're looking for is uncharacteristic. Adam Keefe has talked about trying to find that kind of secret sauce. You roll the dice and you make a change to break whatever kind of skid we're in right now. And uh I think with the with the fantastic benefit of hindsight sitting here on Tuesday, Matt Pellick said it post game, you know, it is what it is. We made the switch, but they're fortunate in that room to have two guys who can kick when they're called upon. Um you know, I, I think Stephen Murphy uh, was fantastic when he came in throughout the weekend, especially in that first game. Once you get the penalty shots, it's a roll of the dice. You know, I don't think you can uh, judge a goaltending performance based on on those penalties. But um, looking back on it, Murphy was the right call, but uh, frankly, a ballsy call from Kiefer and from the Giants bench to make that switch so early.
0: I can't actually remember the last time that's happened to the Giants, Davy. I can't think.
2: Of a goalie being pulled just off
1: no, the top of my head, I really I just, can't.
0: Not, not that I can remember. No, certainly I, not certainly not recent. I I'm I'm sure it, sure it's happened.
1: yeah, I guess for a lot of years, we perhaps had Steve goaltenders knows. in a backup position that in in a in a loss that you weren't you weren't really prepared to throw them in. You know what? At three one, perhaps in the game.
2: Yeah. Um you know, Stephen Murphy's come out hurt obviously in his last few years of being a starter when, when he was having the kind of yeah. groin troubles and stuff but not a straight switch for, for a form break that early in the game
0: Yeah, yeah it's very well um, One thing that did come out of Saturday's game It's very quiet doesn't it? Dops. Hold on, here we go That's better Dops 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 was in action, oh, we saw it on the uh, Jesse Forsberg assessor the one game suspension for a slew foot. Mr. McGemsey, what did you think of that? Yeah, I, I
1: actually, when I was watching the game, I'm pretty sure it's Dean Smith, the referee, skates over and sort of gives um, the sort of signal to Forsberg that's your night done, sort of like a thumb towards the bench. And I'd actually text Simon when they're giving him the gate here. This is night, night over, and I wasn't too surprised when you've seen it. You know, it's a he, he's got his game bound You suck those up, you take it on. I think he's done it all right. Bit careless in that we were going on the power play. He's obviously being slashed. He's threw the head back. I, I don't know why getting slashed in the gloves makes your head do that. But that's, part of, <laughs> that's that's part of the game as 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 as, as played nowadays. Sadly, but. um, the, the, the refs, and, and they actually called the other Lino in as well, and they had a real proper discussion about it, and they ended up just giving them two minutes, but you know DOPS have obviously been asked by Manchester, I assume, the the retrospective look at that, and um, I think it's a fair enough decision, to be quite honest with you.
2: Mr. Neil? Yeah, to be honest, uh, you can probably circle a few uh, penalties in recent weeks that that have been silly on our part. Uh, and I think we were lucky to get away with the one game ban for Forze. I'm not sure that anybody's going to complain about that one, haven't looked at it back. Um, there were a couple of other instances, uh, like you know we're going to talk about Sunday in a second, but Curtis Leonard went off looking for a fight with a, a really marginal game. Guys are taking cheap penalties. But I think it's born of just frustration with where we're at at the minute. Uh, I'm not going to dwell too hard on it. You know, it's it's going to happen. Uh, it's it's, it's a, a part of the game. And, and when guys are... Are gripping the stick and, and trying to fight and, and things are are tilting way against them um it's just something that happens guys are pinned up and they're playing a physical passionate game so um lucky to go, get away with the one game but i would like to see us continue a process of cleaning those kinds of incidents up
0: two incidents i want to talk two things i want to talk about from the first period on uh saturday's game before i move on one is the finish by bobby farnham handed, David. beautiful the the it with the the one hand on the stick while holding the uh
1: and it wasn't the the natural hand, if you know what I mean, and and holding the the D man off and keeping body position, and then just popping it through Ginner's legs, and you know Ginner's obviously been very very hot this season so far, but to, to get in so close and just have the the wherewithal to slow your processes down, they lie, you know, the five hole just to open up and pop it through. They're absolutely phenomenal finish from from a guy who's probably scored more goals already this season than
0: he, he maybe expected to. And uh, <clears throat> and Joel. Um... Declan Balmer must have been hungry because Jordan Smotherman fed him his <laughs> breakfast, his lunch, and his dinner.
2: <laughs> that, that was quite a tilt. Uh, if, if you look back on the number of, of shots landed, Smo absolutely gave him a shoe, and it was fantastic. And do you know what? At that point in the in the game, you know that that first period of game one, uh, the Giants were lit. Up, you know, I I think honestly, Bobby Farnham's early antics and that goal had everybody fired up. You could see from the celebrations from Bobby's goal and just the bench and stuff. I think that's honestly what led to, to Smotherman going in. And um, Jordan Smotherman to me is becoming more and more like Adam Keefe by the week in terms of his on ice leadership. And um, he's one of the guys that you can maybe look towards to haul the Hall of Game on days back at the minute in a way that we maybe looked would have looked at Blair Riley. And um, to me, there's no doubt about it that Jordan Smotherman will be a future captain of this club at some point um matt pellick is a, a very well respected hockey player and a tough guy and a great competitor and he's very deserving of that C right now but he is not the only guy who pulls that team up whenever they need it smother and there just wanted to light the boys up and get everybody going you can see it in his face it's whether it's not uh, you know whether he's dropping the gloves whether he scores a goal how hard he celebrates you know you look to, to how he tweets and I mean, to me, that like he's, he's a marketing dream for the, for the club just because of how he seems to get the, the Giants' place in the city of Belfast and how important it is to the community and, and the pride that he takes in wearing the jersey. But I don't think it's just lip service. Whenever you see him make a play, score a goal, have a fight, he reminds me of Adam Keith in that the jersey he is wearing, he is bleeding for. And whether he's doing it for the other boys on the bench, the people in the crowd, whatever, uh, future, future captain of this club, he's absolutely unreal. I, I couldn't sing his praises harder this weekend and he's he's really feeling it when things aren't going right and he's the first guy to get lit up whenever things go well um can i talk about bobby farnham for a second as well just since you mentioned him i love bobby farnham boys (laughs) i think he's (laughs) unreal um His value, you know, there's been a a bit of kind of chat about uh, in this early season, you know, the goal scorers, not scoring goals, whatever else. Bobby Farnham's value to me is not just in his points production. Uh, I don't know if anybody else sees this, but he reminds me so much of Daryl Lloyd um, in his on-ice role. He's such an agitator. He's a puck winner. Uh, When he's on the ice, everybody's head is up. He's such a disruptor in open ice. Uh, he'll, He'll go as well into the corners and into the greasy areas and battle for the puck. He loves banging bodies. He's trying to smash every pain of plexi in the arena um but the difference between him and Darryl lloyd and with the greatest respect to lloyd he knows how much i love him but bobby farnham has over 400 ahl games and he played in the show nearly 70 times so i honestly think give him some time and bobby farnham is one of our sleeper weapons right now i think he could surprise a lot of people with his points production as the season rolls on
1: uh, yeah but the, the thing i have with that and i i hope you're right and bobby farnham produces lots and lots of points is that his role? You know, we're we're a, we're a deep enough team that the, there's obviously players within this organisation have roles. And is that Bobby Farnham? You know, when, when Kiefer and, and Thornton went out and and signed Bobby Farnham, would they have been signing Bobby Farnham to score 15, 20 goals and similar amount of points? You know, would they have been seeing him at a, like a 0.75 a game kind of player? Or is he supposed to be in there to be the sandpaper? And I suppose that's difficult as well because of the way the games are refereed here. I, I, I definitely think that there's times that Bobby has had to like, put a, a bit of a cap on his physical play as well because he's, you know, you run that danger. We were talking about fighting. I can't remember who he was talking about. It Might have been Neil Russell or the coach there the other day. Paddy can't remember about maybe players not dropping the gloves at times this season. I said, yeah, but coach, you're walking in the two plus five plus ten yep. half the time here
0: now. You yep. know. They're, You know, so it's difficult. It's the getting getting close to goalies. Sorry, as you say, it's the getting close to goalies and stuff that obviously riles coach up from time to time, but it's also sticking up for your teammates. And you're right, it runs into this 2 plus 10, uh, 2 plus 5 plus 10 for um, instigation and all that sort of nonsense. Sorry. That's so
2: recent too, isn't it? Like even five years ago that would. Called if you look back to that kind of Bash Brothers line, and that was as recently as 2014, 2015, Do you know what I mean? Like it's something has changed so
1: quickly. You just can't grab somebody anymore. Over in in the shopping centre there last week, you know, Bobby gets a I think a late hit put on him behind the net, I and mean, he, he he literally stands shaking. The gloves, come on, come on, let's have it. Uh-huh. And like now yeah, you're all right, thanks. And if he grabs somebody and just gives them a bit of a, you know, one, two, three. You're you're sitting for the best part of a period in the box, and it's,
0: yeah.
1: is that worth it? Was that a smart play by Bobby the previous week? We went on the power play, you know, difficult, but like you know, for for Smo, you could see the, the the kind of intensity, the frustration that's been building with him over a number of weeks. He's getting a lot of shots on goal. He's not getting the the points, the, the the reward for the the effort levels that he's putting in. You know, he's skating and he's. He's he carrying a lot of responsibility this season. You know, he's, he's an assistant coach. He's doing all different, all the all the stuff he does. You know, and uh, Joel's wax lyrical about him there. You know, I see a frustration within Jordan Smotherman over the last number of weeks that the puck's just not going between the pipes for him. And you know, over the course of the weekend, he's had the fight. He's had this brilliant assist, by the way, for for Brian Ward's goal yeah. on the Saturday. Night. Oh, yeah, Lovely. Lovely shot pass right through the slot. And this is what we talked about last week on the show as well. Players going into that blue paint. And you see where all the red dots are from where we scored our goals. And what I said last week, you have to get in there to score the goals. And we did, and we got in there. And, you know, then he comes up the. uh, okay, it took him two games, but he completed the Gordy High on the the Sunday night. And that second one, okay, gets a little bit of luck. We'll go on the second game, obviously, but gets a little bit of luck off the D-man's gate when he tries to, to make the move. But that one-time finish just high up over over Ginner's glove, you know, the the really steal the win for us was was something else.
0: It's interesting the point you make about you know, about about you know the fighting about the physical aspect and about you know you spend the best time best part of a period in the box. But you look at the way that this team has been recruited. You look at the likes of Farnham, Smo. You look at Matt Pelich, big guys, big physical units, and other guys as well, like uh, with uh, Curtis Leonard and stuff who <laughs> who are there who will also get involved. Kevin Ryan also get involved. This team is built, surely. David, to be big, physical uh, and aggressive.
1: Yeah, maybe that's one of the reasons why we aren't hitting our straps at the minute because we're having to play a slightly different game than than perhaps what we're recruited for. You know, you look at... That also, it, you, to play a physical game like that, you need the engagement of your opposition. You can't necessarily just go and play a physical game because if you're not engaged by the other team... Yeah. You can't play a one-way physical game, you know. Look at—I know—we harped back the very first uh, competitive game of the season against Liberace. That team engaged us physically. There was fights. There was hits everywhere, and they were involved in the dirty players and the, you know, the the little players around the bench and the chirping and the poking and slashing and the spearing. You know, I think you need to be engaged with that. And teams, perhaps, in the league are, are happy enough to stand off stand off us which we can't really engage. in. yeah, you're right, we're built physically and perhaps those guys aren't playing their natural game a lot. And then, you know, we're we're not getting into that real rhythm of that. You know, I love that, Was Todd Kelman said years ago, you know, kick-ass hockey's back. I love that blue-collar, fast, physical, in-your-face play of hockey. But the game is evolving as well. It's a very fast two-way game and you've got to be competitive. You've got to be able to skate in this league now and, that's one thing that this team does really well at times and it's it's something that we don't do very well at times as well, you know. So Adam Keith will be working. Hopefully the you know, the atmosphere's improving as well. That's a big confidence boost for the boys getting three points okay, it wouldn't be nice to get four. But you know, we we as you said and we've repeated a few times, you know, the green shoots of recovery are there and we go on to two winnable games this weekend and, and we have to I think build on the foundation blocks that was set last weekend and and you know keep striding forward here.
2: Patty, Second
3: period reminded me of a movie of Slapshot.
0: Go on Jill. Go on, Joel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can I segue into game two with a bit of Bobby Farnham trivia?
0: Go on. Uh
2: so Bobby Farnham's dad was in town this weekend. Uh, I had the pleasure of sharing a beer with him, also called Bobby Farnham. Uh, and, and just as a side note, the the sort of temper and the mentality, that's genetic. I mean, Bobby's not letting that go anytime soon, even if he's told to. I mean, that's just in him uh, from speaking to, to Bobby Sr. But, Uh, Bobby Farnham's family uh, have a history of all 10 in Brown, uh, where where obviously Bobby Farnham, the the giant, played D1 hockey. But his entire family are actually American football um, as a family. Bobby Farnham Sr. played D1 American football for Brown, was drafted – oh, sorry – was signed for the Cincinnati Bengals in the NFL as an undrafted free agent, played wide receiver. I think he only played about six or so games, but his first game was against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field while Bart Starr was a head coach. Um, I think he got six games, went up to the CFL for a while before he retired. But um, Bobby Farnham, quite funnily, is known as the black sheep of the family because instead of playing football, he decided to go and play in the NHL. I just I don't know I think I lost <laughs> I lost the genetic lottery or something like it's just not fair.
0: You see that so much, dude, of uh, successful sporting dads and kids and and stuff like that. That's a good stat. But moving on to guy. moving on to on the Saturday and oh, sorry on the Sunday's game and the three one win, Joel, it was it was badly needed from the Giants who'd been on a bit of a illusion streak that needed to be snapped.
2: Uh about as critical as a league game can get in October. Sunday was rally caps on boys like. Uh, how different would this show be right now if we had come out of that weekend with one point? Uh, and I think the, the, the sort of unnerving thing was, you know, uh, interview the captain on, on uh, after the first game and uh, his line was, tomorrow's going to be different. It certainly didn't feel like it in that first period. Both teams came out very sluggishly. Uh, Stephen Murphy, you know, who got the start on Sunday uh, based off his performance the night before, certainly wasn't overly challenged in the early goings, but nor did Belfast create much in front of Matt Ginn, who, to be honest, I think he was excellent all weekend. I think Matt Ginn was a real headache and, and continues to be a sort of uh, a goalie who flies under the radar for his quality. Um, but I mean, the, the story of of the weekend and story of the past few weeks, it's, it's as Davey said there. It's going to the paint. It's it's doing the the sort of hard work to get you in front of goal to beat a goaltender like that. You know, the, the Giants this weekend again, and, and it was the case on Sunday. High volume of shots, but the majority of them are very low percentage. Our build up from the D zone and through the neutral zone is there. We look like the Giants. But once we hit that blue line, it just, I don't know, something seems to fall away. Um, We just need our snipers to start sniping. And as has also been mentioned, we also just need that little bit of puck luck, which we kind of got, to be honest, at various points over the weekend. Um, But again, like whenever, I mean, we obviously go one nil down. uh, Zach Sullivan, for some reason, has has decided to start uh, scoring goals. He found himself in a world of space in front of Stephen Murphy and hit another kind of speculative shot, which flew through traffic. And that sucked the air out of that arena. Um, But who else but but Matt Pellick, the man who said tomorrow was going to be different. Um, He's a man of his word, gets the tying goal. And then, obviously, uh, that third period drama, we survived the penalty shot before Jordan Smotherman once again hauls the game onto his back and, uh, and then scores a goal without even scoring a goal. I mean, could you ask for more?
0: Smotherman Lake and Ward, Davy, sort of working really well up front to, try, to sort of get us back into, and then, or sorry, to get us ahead in that game.
1: Yeah, look, as uh, Joel sort of said there at the start, I think the, the Manchester Storm one shot in the first period, which you say, Stephen Murphy did not an awful lot to do. And, and the Giants sort of, through the weekend, have put plenty in, and, and they've got low dynasty. Joel has said about some low percentage shots. Definitely this weekend there was a vast improvement over the, the previous two weekends in terms of getting into the house there and getting decent quality shots off. And, you know, maybe on the Saturday night we, we identified a few things that, you know, that, that, that definitely did better on Sunday. And, you know, Smoke getting that goal. It's a real monkey off his back. You could see how well he, you know, how how much it meant to him in the celebration, and then, of course, the uh, the the goal, the goal, hmm. no goal that he got at the end there. You know, like, spooky ghost goal. And, yeah, ghost <laughs> goal. It's, it's it's only the second time I can remember. it. Sure. Uh, at the...
0: explain that for people who haven't seen it.
1: Well, if you're on a breakaway, so uh, two things: if you're on a breakaway and and there's a goaltender net and you get fouled from behind. Um it's penalty shot. If there is no goaltender in the net and you're fired from behind where you don't get your shot away, it's it's classed as a goal. It's just that a goal is awarded. So it goes down as an awarded goal.
0: Um so that's what happened. Cody I think we should make them take the pen
2: shot. I think Cody Thompson the, getting a
0: getting the call for her kick. But uh, given the Giants that three one lead. It, it, is it a case, Joel, that you know? I, I've said it a few times now. Davy said, with regards to it being, you know, the green shoots and that three-one win." That was a tight game. The Manchester Storm gave us a tight game. They took the lead. It was a hard-fought game. We lost to them in Alderham last time we were. We lost to them the night before. Uh, in in a shootout, we've we found it difficult against them. We thought it might be easier on the big ice. It wasn't. You know, the green shoots are there, but let's not. I, I, I'm credit to the lads for taking the win, but there is still a lot of work to do to get the confidence right up and get us right into these games coming this weekend.
2: Paddy, you're 100 percent right. That is the takeaway from this weekend. Uh, I, I'm not sitting this week going, Oh, thank God we're back. The Giants are back. You know, we're we're gonna go streaking here. Um we're a long way from running the table just yet uh, and it's it's important to remember that. But um you know looking back on it objectively as a full weekend and, and thinking about the way the Giants have played in previous seasons, there's always been a certain aspect of we are as good as the team that we're playing. Uh the Manchester Storm what you know I think it's it's fairly common knowledge they're they're not the greatest team in the league excuse me they're they're not the highest flying the most skillful you know the 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 team that's going to absolutely spank you in any given night i think to a certain degree we were dragged down to their level a wee bit and and i mean that was no disrespect because obviously they've they've had our number a couple of times this year um the proof's in the pudding for me i want to see us up against one of those kind of Big quality teams so far in the season, I want to have a go at the cardiff devils that 's the one i 'm circling um I want to have a, a you know another go at the Glasgow clan in Belfast. I want to see us against Sheffield um with these kind of green shoots as you 've said you know that i 'm not saying we 're definitely uh in the same place that we were before coming into this weekend. I think that we answered a lot of questions about um our fortitude and, and our ability to to drag a messy game and and to to, to get a win out of it and and to make uh, to, to 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 put points on the table. You know, uh, winning pretty and winning ugly, it doesn't matter. Winning matters. It doesn't matter how stinking it was. Um I don't know. I, I think what I'm trying to say is just that uh we were pulled down to the level of the storm to a certain extent and I wanna see us as we did in the CHL, whenever we're up against elite opposition, opposition that's gonna go toe to toe with us in terms of speed, hands, off offense. I want to see how we do. Um but I, I guess it's the waiting game, you know.
0: What did you see from from Sunday from the Giants? that gives you hope going forward. I think you have to
1: caveat that it was Storms'
0: third game and three third
1: third and three. So you know there was the they were definitely tight, tightening up a wee bit. They they only managed you know nine, four, thirteen, fourteen shots across the game. So you know they didn't put the but you you can only beat what's put in front of you. And I think we played that high pressure game a game where we we tried to play, we, we, we captured them in our ozone for long, long periods. And we, you know, we just squeezed the life out of them. We were getting full line changes. Well, you know, both nights, um, at times we're getting full line changes, maybe two full line changes While We kept them pinned into there, made them ice the puck an awful lot. And one won a decent amount of face-offs the other night as well. And, you know, kept the pressure on them. I think, um, things to, the positives to take out, I, I guess it's gotta be small getting back on the score sheet. Um, yeah. Um, that would be the big puzzle for me because when he fires, his line fires. Um, so a bit of confidence there for him. Um, Stephen Murphy, um, big puzzle from the weekend. You know, he hasn't uh, had a lot of time between the posts lately. And he he's came in, uh, you know, there's no doubt uh, Shane Owen is, is Adam Keefe's number one. And he, what was it, Adam Keefe said he played something like six games in 12 days. So, you know, there's there's got to be, you know, tiredness there as well. So it's fantastic that you've got someone on the calibre of, of Stephen Murphy to to come in and relief and and give Shane pretty much he played 20 minutes this weekend. So he should be well rested. He'll be, he'll, that'll hurt. You know, I think Joel said earlier about him being a professional that will hurt him. And he'll have gone into the practice this week with a, you know, a renewed vigor, new attitude, you know, about, about stopping the puck. And, you know, there's, there's little bits and pieces. Patrick Ronka would love to see getting a goal. You know, he's, He's buzzing about there. He's, he's stick-handling well. He's getting the odd shot away. He's probably not shooting the puck as much as I would like to see because you don't shoot enough, you don't score enough. So, you know, from that, it would be open wrong. But, you know, th- there's there was good performances over the weekend. I still think there's a lot more to come from this team. Um, I've seen a lot on Twitter about changes and should there be changes.
2: And- oh, don't even. <laughs> <laughs> no? I saw a oh. lot on Twitter this weekend.
1: Okay, let, let's go. Well, you you're on Twitter, like,
2: 10, <laughs> 10, 20,
1: 20 times as much as me. I checked Twitter <laughs> once a day. So what was what was said?
2: I just have an issue with uh some fans' willingness to abandon supporting a team whenever they're oh, not winning.
1: Oh, you, and I it's not that. I'm not
2: I'm not singling out anyone in particular by any means, because it was far from the only example that I saw, and I'm sure the, the Facebook forum which I've been sensationally banned from twice was raging as well. Just losing is as much of a part of sport as winning is your head cut what kind of fan are you of a team when if whenever things don't go your way for two or three weeks you're like well i'm not going back but how warm would it be if you're winning every single week it's part of it the major issue i have with that
1: uh, and i took it on one particular fan who was tossing a season ticket and i'm not going but i'm not renewing my season ticket already and it was the like I don't know, 18th, 19th of
2: October or something. Which he's entitled to do. You know, you're entitled to pay your money or not pay your money. But- pay your
1: pay your money, voice your opinion. And, you know, but at the same time, reigning league champions, four games in, win all our games in hand, which I know is, is a stupid thing to say, but, you know, you win your games in hand, you're going to be there, there, thereabouts at the top of the table. Challenge cup group, Completed it. We're through yeah, the next round. Completed it. Cchl. <laughs> we've completed the last two seasons. You know, we're back to back defending Cup champions. We're into the quarter final. We're defending league champions. We're we're doing okay in the league. Okay, we've had a couple of bad weekends. I <coughs> get the plug in. Yeah. I can understand. It's a bit turgid at the minute. The guys are striving to try and find that little breakthrough that will just spark them. Says I said it the other week. You know, we're going to gob somebody and we we'll went and think not yeah. seven pass by. And I still get that vibe from this team that. There's a hiding for somebody in there. And you know, you never know, hopefully it's this weekend twice. Um the the two teams we're playing, certainly that the first game um has has all the, the recipe to, to be a high scoring game. You know, Dundee score goals, the concede goals, you know, we have the ability to do both and then we'll go to Manchester as well. But, you know, get in the bin if you're gonna <laughs> Seriously, you can't get say I'm not renewing my season ticket next year. There is a heck of a lot. There's probably another close on fifty games still to go this season, you're throw your season ticket in. Five games, do you mean? If, you if, 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 well. you're, if you're if you're giving
0: if you're giving a, if you're throwing the tile in because the giants are in a bit of a bad streak, and uh, let's be fair, like you say, it's been a tough couple of weekends. If you're throwing the tile in and walking away, sport's not for you. Go read a yeah. fairy Go read a yeah. fairy tale. You know what I mean? That's that's <laughs> a nice that's, safe ending. Sport sport isn't your thing. So you but know it, but try try, try something you've... else.
2: To Davey's point, sorry Paddy for cutting across. Uh, you know your original point before we got into that was people talking about ringing changes. Uh, oh yeah, let's let's remember that our D and our goaltenders are doing their job. We're doing what we need to do to give forwards a chance at winning the game. We're not getting shellacked by these teams. We're not letting eight nine. Goals a, a week. The the, the goaltenders are are keeping. Or sorry, the the, the decor and the goaltenders are keeping us to a margin where if we had the forwards firing that should be firing, we'd be winning games. And I know that we're a little snake bitten at the front right now, but we've just come out of a season where one player alone contributed fifty goals, and, and then you talk assists. about. Yeah, and then you talk about losing Pat Dwyer, Blair Riley. Of course, there's going yeah. to be transition in Kyle
0: Ball, Kyle
2: and the list goes on. But I mean, you take Darcy Murphy alone away from last season. Do we win the league? Do we win the cup? I don't know. You know that that was an extraordinary team we had last year. This team has the ability to do the same. But you cannot write us off just because we're a little snake bitten in front of goal. That's a good, good, sorry, good point on defensive
1: <laughs> We didn't
2: start the season particularly hot last season
1: either. You know, that nope. line of um, Rudy, Riley, Murphy carried us yep. at, at times, you know, and, and even think that line didn't start the season particularly well. I don't think Murph started slowly. Blair Riley was coming off a bit of a, an, an, an a pre season injury, and, you know, it, it took a bit of time for things to get going, and it ended up okay last season. And I think Joe's absolutely right there. You can focus. When you are losing, and I said it in, in my piece about the first game. You know, you win as a you win as a team, you lose as a goalie, and you can get over focused on the back end of things and go, "Oh well." You are can, Joel said, we're we're conceding at a rate where we should be winning games, and I said that in my piece as well. But the number of shots we've had over the last two three weekends it's astronomical. That's end into the hundreds. Mm-hmm. So you know, we should be winning these games, and we should be. That will turn. That will yep. change. These players have scored goals everywhere they've been throughout their career. They're getting looks. They're getting opportunities. They're getting lots of rubber on that. You so know, some night it's just going to click.
0: Yeah, it's great. Great point on the defensive capability as well. The fact that. Uh, Goalies aren't seeing many shots. You know, you look at how much we're outshooting teams, and also restricting shots on goal. It's you know, it's it's going to come, and I think the green shoots are there. And we'll talk about those games coming up this weekend in a short while. If you want to see the highlights, uh, read the uh, game reports, and uh, listen to the post-game interviews. KingdomoftheGiants.com for all that information let's hear from a few interviews, Mr Kitchen as he always done does has uh, pop down training and he's, he's chatted with Adam Keith. but first we'll hear from Ben Lake
4: joined by Ben Lake after practice Tuesday morning Laker, um, three point weekend uh, obviously finishing the weekend on a win is always uh, nice to, to go into well, getting your day off
5: yeah, obviously um, getting a win there on Sunday was big for us. Uh, we've been on a bit of a slide, and I think the energy was up a little bit today, which was good. Um, it's never fun coming to the rink after a couple of losses, so uh, winning on Sunday was uh, it was a nice feeling.
4: Manchester is a difficult team to play against. You know, sort of one and four Um mostly the game itself. But when we got that first goal, uh, looking to push on, and, and obviously with uh, uh, Jordan Spunderman picking up two assists the weekend. Uh, it's always good to get on the score sheet as well.
5: Yeah, um, I think uh, Small had a really big third period for us there um, on Sunday, and uh, yeah, you, you can just you can just see he's he's a guy with a lot of skill. He's a big body. Um, that first goal he had was it was it was a huge goal for us, and I think uh, it gave us a lot of life. So um, kudos to him, and uh, yeah, just try and get on the puck and hopefully he keep scoring.
4: Obviously, we went through that uh, sticky period there. We lost six in a row. Um, it was the worst run for the Belfast Giants in twelve years. Don't know if you were aware of that. Uh, but getting the win, uh, do you think we're capable of getting on our run of possibly six or seven wins in a row?
5: Yeah, why not? Um, I think we're three, one, and two in the league right now, so we're not in a we're not in a terrible position. So um, I think building off Sunday there, that's that's something we can uh, look to continue on. And I think we have two very winnable games this weekend, and, uh, and we're going to go into it thinking we're going to win them.
4: Dundee, I've um, been a tough opponent this year already. Uh, I think it's about time we uh, got one back on them.
5: Yeah, I agree. Um, they're very much like Manchester. They. Uh, they sit back and wait for us to make mistakes. So I think um, if we play play a smart game, don't make don't take any chances. Our chances will come. So um, we I think any time we've gotten into trouble is be, uh, been because of us, mistakes we've made. So we just need to tighten up on, on our end and um, I think the result will take care of itself.
4: Cheers bigger, thank you. Thanks, Kitchen chatting with uh, the head coach Adam Keefe after a bag skate in um, which he participated so uh, it might take a bit longer to do the interview Keefe um, a mixed bag weekend uh, after the disappointment of uh, Saturday night's um, shootout loss uh, to come back and win Sunday and uh, pick up a three points you must be pleased with
3: yeah certainly I think obviously in the, the heat of the moment on the night and uh, uh, on Saturday night you're very disappointed uh, about dropping a point especially at home and uh, in the current form that we were in so uh what well, we spoke about it not being easy to get out of a rut sometimes it takes uh you know lucky bounces or uh one guy to have a big game for us uh, um you know and i thought guys really did a good job of coming back to the rink on on uh saturday was it saturday sunday sunday, sunday? yeah okay uh still tired from that skate um <laughs> and just being professional and coming back and again you know it didn't start well for us uh in terms of obviously putting a puck in the net but I thought we had a good uh first period Every time I think we shot them 13 to 4 so um we had a good first period it just wasn't going in the net for us again so we needed to kind of regroup and then even going down a goal uh it was important that guys still stayed to the to the plan and and stuck with it and Finally, we got that big one back by Pels and then another big one in third period there by Small.
4: You're, uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, six losses. Uh, your first experience of that as a coach. Um, we know you're very tough on yourself at the best of times anyway, um, but what was your mindset coming through that?
3: Uh, it's a difficult one. I, you know, I try to draw on memories from last season and the year before where things weren't going our way and it's easy to get... Uh, as fans as players as coaches it's really easy to get complacent with the highs of the season and we certainly do that at times uh so it's important on the flip side of that to not get too low during the low times because it's a long year and it's grueling and um you know there's going to be a lot of emotion on the night obviously but it's really important that when we come back to the rink uh, we're men and, and we realize we need to do the job the next night and Uh, I thought the guys did a good job of that so for me personally uh, just like the players uh, I need to be accountable to myself and uh, make sure that uh, I'm working hard and and gaining that confidence as a coach uh, in myself and that comes from hard work and it's the same thing for the players Uh, confidence comes from hard work
4: Back on the ice this morning, uh, getting ready for Dundee and again Manchester on uh, the weekend, Friday and Saturday. Dundee have already had uh, success against the Giants this year, um, so I'm sure the boys will be looking to try and get two points
3: and, and push them on the league. Well, they, sure, they certainly shouldn't be flying under the radar against us. Uh, you know, They're a very dangerous team that plays much like Manchester defensively. They're going to play man-on-man and, and pack the house in tight around Leclerc, and uh, it's going to make it very difficult for us to get some quality scoring chances. So when we do get them, uh, we need to put them away, you know, and we need to do our best to, to get to those dirty areas and create more scoring chances. Uh, and it won't be easy because they, these guys are trying to box out and, and protect their goalie as best as possible and, and wait for us to make mistakes, and then they pounce on them. And they have a very dangerous team offensively, so uh, we need to be prepped on all sides. We have to be very good, and that's just, uh, I think that's just the theme of this year. Every game you go into, you need to be good to win it.
4: Uh, Sunday's game, um, sorry, Saturday's game, uh, upcoming against Manchester. It's a difficult building to go into. Uh, you've already touched on Dundee been very similar to Manchester, but the, the Storm, again, they're, they're a very difficult team to play against.
3: Yeah, especially in their own building. Um, we found that out in their building. We found that out in our building. So, uh, But certainly we'll have to prep for the smaller building uh, when we're going in there. But, uh, look, this is... Uh, This is hockey, you know, it doesn't matter what size the arena is, home or away, you need to show up and you need to compete, you need to be switched on for a full 60 minutes and if we do that in any game this year, I'm very confident in this group, but we need to stay switched on for a full 60. NHL Cal is uh, doing uh,
4: work placement this week, uh, giving Taff a hand, uh, Taff always has to do it himself at the minute, but uh, how's the wee man
3: getting on? Good, he's the little sponge out there. He's taking everything in, and, uh, you know, he wants to be here one day, and uh, there's no better, uh I guess, learning grounds for him than to be around these players, be around professional hockey players and uh, watch practice, watch the intensity of it, and, and watch uh the good times and the bad times because, as we spoke about, there's a lot of highs and lows that go on, and uh your attitude and uh, your professionalism and how you deal with those it can bring you a long way.
0: Thanks to Kiefer. Thanks to Ben Lake and thanks to Siz for uh, popping by and getting those interviews. Right, quickly let's have a look around the league. A few interesting results that took place uh, at various rinks across the elite league. Uh, Most notably probably on Saturday when the Nottingham Panthers went to the uh, Viola Arena on the back of five losses themselves to take on the Cardiff Devils. And uh, They defeated the Cardiff Devils 2-1 in Cardiff. They subsequently met again the next night back in Nottingham with the Cardiff Devils taking a 5-3 win, so the points being shared out. But I have to say, Joel, that, that victory for the Panthers over the Devils came as a bit of a shock.
2: Boy, did Tim Wallace need that? <laughs> you know, massively you about
0: they, on the back of the losses and the, the situation they were in, that was a loss yeah. that probably really helped them. Sorry, win that probably yeah. really helped them.
2: Yeah, to, uh, that's a statement of intent. You know, I, I, you know, you talk about us having a few kind of detractors and a few grumblers uh, online. and kind of behind the scenes uh, of the fan base. But uh, the Nottingham Panthers were getting it from their fan base for the past few weeks. And to go in on the road on a Saturday night with their current run of form and take that win over the Devils, uh, I think he might have just secured his spot a little more than he would have been if if it had gone the other way. Um, And then, fair enough, you come into Sunday early uh, face-off at home Fair enough, you drop another one. But a 5-3, you know, you're, you're still scoring goals there um, against a the team that were neck and neck with us uh, for the, the title last year that have been in CHL competition this year. Um, I think it's a weekend, even with uh, a 50% success rate, that maybe has just tied his uh, job down for a little bit longer and uh, kept the fan base off his back to an extent.
0: The Steelers, Davey, you know, they took a bit of a, a hammering in oh. in Manchester on Friday night in the Cup, uh, but then recovered the. They recovered on Sunday to to beat the Dundee Stars at home. But league wise they're looking strong. They're, they're certainly
1: I think we said on last week's podcast about games they're scoring a four point seven, they're conceding at three. So, you know, get on the overs anytime Steelers are playing anyone die at the bottom <laughs> half of the table. Um that's what I would be saying. You know, Valorant's you know has got eighteen points in his first ten games for them there. So you know they're uh it's it's the old. They've played four games more than us already, and it's like third weekend of the of the league. Um, so until the, until everything's tied up, until in, in terms of games played, until you've played these teams, you can't really comment too much. And I haven't, I haven't. Got to be honest, I haven't watched any hockey outside of of the Giants at all so far this season. Um,
0: so
3: that's
0: all I <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a really dumb car. <laughs> well, well, like I say, it was a pretty straightforward weekend within the league. Not that many shocks outside of the, maybe the, the Storm and, and and the Panthers taking their wins. One thing that did catch my eye, Joel, is um, the Five Flyers, their OVT loss at home to uh, the, the Guilford Flames. But by McKenzie getting in the neck from the coach publicly?
2: Uh, I'm going to repeat something just Davey said. I haven't seen any hockey other really? than one-
0: <laughs> I, thought, I think from, from what I said Barry McKenzie we all know what Barry McKenzie's like on the standard of player he is but uh, he, he seemed, to be, seemed to have got it publicly in the neck from, from Todd Dudiam uh, in the back of what's been a bit of a tough time for the Five Flyers you know, they, got, they did get the win back when they went back down to, to Guildford in the next night to make it 2-1 um, but yeah no, tough on them what about then maybe something you did say about is the fact that the Glasgow clan who have been riding high looking for I think they were looking for 8 or 9 in a row um, a six eight defeat to the Coventry Blaze in the in the shopping centre. Uh, two of the two netminders described on Twitter by various people over the course of the week as the two top netminders uh, conspired to a fourteen goal game.
2: <laughs> Another good night for the overs there. Like um, I was wondering if they had any these <laughs> Sensational. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of be honest uh, in the early goings it's one of the things that's kind of comforted me to be honest that the elite league so far has been absolutely banana land there's it's it's not recognizable as the elite league of of the previous few seasons I think everybody's taking points from everybody at the minute even that game uh that Cardiff game on Saturday where the Panthers took them uh in, in Cardiff like that takes the pressure off us even because the you know the teams that are considered contenders are dropping points um I mean you you can't say too much about the Glasgow clan you know. credit where it's due, whenever this season began I think a lot of people were licking their lips and rubbing their hands together and waiting for Zach Fitzgerald to fall on his arse and he's taken that team on an absolutely electric streak of form, um, I, I'm not sure you know what's happened to us against Coventry actually as well, some of those nights where it's just back and forward and there doesn't seem to be any defending and any goaltending, it just seems to be something that comes out of nowhere but I'm not going to read too far into that one uh, because the clan have, have done the business largely since the start of the season, I wouldn't be complaining. Certainly, if I was one of their fans.
0: Were your thoughts on the clan, Davy? I don't really have any. Okay, let's look. <laughs> <laughs> Love to see it. No, no, tea, no, no, no fan agenda this week for the simple reason that I want to get them a bed. I make no apology for that. I'm not no. feeling the best, so no. let's have a preview of the forthcoming weekend. Uh, Dundee are our guest in the league on Friday at 7pm before we travel back to Aldringham to face the Manchester Storm on Saturday. Um, Two teams that have defeated us in the last number of weeks. Two teams we've had trouble with in the last number of weeks. A real opportunity, Davey, for the Belfast Giants, as we said, to take those green shoots and develop into something a lot more.
1: Yeah, I think... um... We'll focus obviously on on the stars game first, and you know, we've had trouble with them. But I think that, um, we've had trouble with them when we've had to travel. You know, I know I got a bit of stick on on, um, Twitter and stuff for saying about bus legs. I don't think I ever mentioned bus legs, but I did say we had a pretty rough sea crossings, and the guys have to learn. You know, a lot of guys here that haven't done that before, you know, they'll be used to bus trips and stuff, but they'll not be used to getting up at it. On Earthly Hour and, and going on a pretty rough boat crossing, and then driving all day to get there game. So, you know, we, we'll be sleeping on our own beds. We'll be waiting for the day coming in at the weekend. They're conceding a lot of goals, but they've also the ability to score. So, you know, they've had our number a little bit. And, and Omar Pasha, you know what you're going to get from a Pasha team. They're going to be, they're going to be in our faces the whole game, and, and they're going to get, they're going to get a lot more rubber on us than than any other team has so far this season. So for that. You know, I still expect our home form has been pretty good. It's it's difficult, Pat. I hate this part of the show, you know, analyzing (laughs) what what might happen. But, you know, I would expect more of the same of us. And that's going to be in, you know, the 70, 80 attempts on nets, the 30, 40 shots. And and I would expect, hopefully, um, that the likes of Jean Dupuy coming back to the party and Smo getting those goals and Wardy. And all these guys that are are in and paid to score goals, pitching a couple this weekend, and, and then we move on to Manchester. And I'll let Joel take that one.
0: Well, I said, Joel, <laughs> the, 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 sto- the, sorry, the stars are coming in on the back of five consecutive league losses. Um, meanwhile, the Storm, the only win that they've had in the last five league games is the shootout win over us on Saturday, but going into Alteringham on the back of the weekend that we've just had against them the tight weekend we've just had against them and the uh, the overtime defeat that we had last time in, in Altricum, um, the Giants need to go in there fired up to, to make right what once went wrong
2: yeah look i know as as davy says you know speculation and punditry isn't isn't his favorite part of the show but i mean all, the the facts that you can look at is that we're talking about the two basement dwellers in the league right now you know dundee are 10 games in and only have two wins uh so i mean that should be a routine win for a team here at the defending champions and chl competitors this year and similarly then similarly then you know, waking up the next day, going on the road back to Aldringham. It's not our first rodeo anymore. Um, I, I think Davey took maybe a bit of unnecessary stick for pointing that out. I don't think he was providing an excuse, but more just uh, a bit of insight into the travel and the logistics required to get there. And, and from what I understood, because of that that boat crossing last time, um, I think we, we arrived with, like, I think we arrived at six o'clock or something with very little time to gear up and get ready. There's a lot of factors that play that, that, that you never really think of. Um, but it's not our first rodeo now. We've done it. We know what to expect. The, the new guys to this league know what a travel weekend or a home and away weekend is now like. They can be a bit more mentally prepared. They have now experience of both of these teams. So really, honestly, there's no excuse
0: not to go away this weekend and come back with four points. Those two games, excuse me, (laughs) those two games, Friday Friday at 7pm against Dundee. Get yourself down there for that game. As Davey says, it's going to be a a scoring affair. Two teams that are pretty well matched uh, with regards to defensively and scoring. Uh, Hopefully the Giants coming out on top of that. 7pm at the SSC Arena, uh, or if you can't get down there, Giants TV, of course, will be carrying the game. Uh, and then we're over just down the road from where I sit right now in Aldrigham uh, to take on the Manchester Storm Saturday at 7pm. If you're not coming over for that game, Storm TV will take you through that match. Uh, any other business, gentlemen? Just well, before, uh, one for myself is affected. I know we've had a good few um, tweets come in over the last few days as well over the hashtag bleed tail 100 and the drive for uh, the, that blood drive that we're continuing to push big thanks to everybody who's continued to be part of that and uh i know we've had we've had a good few photographs and names come in of people who have been giving their blood to a good cause if you give your blood remember you'll be not only helping save the life of three people but you also through our blood drive and by adding the hashtag bleed tail or bleed tail 100 you'll be donating to the northern ireland blood transfusion service and you'll be getting yourself a drink as well um big thanks to everybody there again anything from you boys
2: i'm just gonna tip the cap to you tonight patty that's it way to rally today you know just as much as as we're saying thanks for the cough for uh for illustrative purposes uh, <laughs> oh man, oh, as much oh. as we talk having to deal with logistics and real life in the background. You know, uh, we do too. I'm only in year two there, so I'm still in fantasy camp whenever I get to come on and do this podcast. But you guys have been doing it for a long, long time. And I'm sure there's some days when the, when family's in the way and work's in the way and real life happens and you can see it far enough. So fair play for, for battling through tonight.
1: <laughs> How long are we doing this together, Patty? Must be. Oh,
2: boys. Least well, I'm a sandbag.
0: Years, yeah. <laughs> well, well, a view from the bridge itself Entered into its 15th year two, day, two days ago. Yeah.
3: 20, oh my God.
0: 20, we, 20, did we miss the birthday? 20th of October. No,
2: we missed its birthday. As a, as a, as
0: a regular thing with you and I, Davey, and, and, and I think it's been, must be five, six years, seven years. Oh, no, it's ago. not. It's, I,
1: I've been doing it full time since so I came to Bristol. i in Bristol
0: since 2000. Yep. Since 2001? 11. So, yeah, so there we go. So, since Oh, 11. So it's about should, nine years of that. So yeah, it's been should a, a we, long Should we should we sing time.
2: Happy Birthday to the show? Seeing as we missed no, it.
0: No, no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I've got a button for that. Now. So quick, you know, I've got a button for that now. No...
1: <laughs> I the only, the only thing I have. Is, um, I know that probably one of the uh, most coveted titles in all of professional sports is the EIHl magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Five one three player fans player of the week. Um, this week end, won by Jordan Lavelle's Motherman. Um, nice. yeah, I said because we were playing the Manchester Storm back to back. I think I can count it as a Gordy High hat trick across the weekend. He had the, he had the assist on Friday. He had the goals on Saturday, or sorry, Saturday Sunday. And uh, you know, as someone said earlier, he beat the wheels off Declan Bombers well to to uh,
0: to make the the hat trick. So. And, and also give a Swedish hockey fan a hiding on Twitter. So, you know. <laughs> Big W there. Bonus, Big w. Bonus weekend. Bonus.
1: bonus weekend. So congratulations to uh, future the Fech. Future, future. Oh, no, that, that only works for England, doesn't it? Future, <laughs> future Giants captain as as tipped by uh, pundit Joel Naylor earlier you, you on. You heard it here
2: first.
1: Heard it here first. So
0: um, congratulations, Smo, on that. Uh, coveted award absolutely Um, right let's wrap it up there boys those games as I said Dundee Friday SSE Arena 7pm get yourself down there or join Mr Kitchen on Belfast Jans TV and likewise on Saturday 7pm we are in Aldringham to take on the Manchester Storm once again and if you're not over enjoying the Aldringham market and all the fine places you you and I went to Aldringham market didn't we Davy We did indeed. We had a a nice lunch. Oh, here we went. You, me, Pash, and Coach. Coach, yeah. Did Coach
1: Coach buy? Did he what? Or did you you and me have to buy, patty? Because I know Pash's wee arms don't reach down his... (laughs) (laughs) T-Rex. T-Rex arms. We T-Rex arms. arms. We can say that.
0: We play them this weekend. (laughs) T-Rex arms. (laughs) Yeah. Um, lovely fella to have lunch with don't expect him to pay <laughs> uh, yeah so if you're not if, you, if you're going over uh, uh, look forward to seeing you in Altrincham if not Storm TV uh, of course you can get all of our stuff on com at AVFTB on Twitter on Facebook soundcloud.com forward slash AVFTB drop us an email podcast at com. or if you want to add an article or give your musings articles at KingdomOfTheGiants.com. Just drop us an email. Mr. Regimsey, Mr. Neil, thank you very much for your time. Well Yay. done, Paddy. Well done, mate. Thanks to Ben Lake. Thanks to Adam Keith. Thanks to Simon Kitchen for getting those interviews. Wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. And we'll catch you here next time, because I'm off for a lemsip. Thank <laughs> you from the bridge. <coughs> <laughs>